I am also recording and singing a song about it. What's wrong with me? What is this? This is theater kid bullshit. You ever just have theater kid bullshit come out of your mouth and you're like, what? Why? I I do find myself doing some bullshit I learned in college and high school from time to time. That's true. Just That's true. Like in conversation the other day, I fucking quoted Shakespeare like that wasn't fucking weird. Like that that's not seamless, that's bitch. Not, like wait, you I can't mean, wait, you can't just do that. No. What's wrong with quoting Shakespeare? Well, I was talking about okay, I was talking about um <laughs> like you know that thing where like you you are you are a reader and so you have excellent taste in written material uh-huh. and you're like, I know what good writing looks like. I'm going to write something now. And then you write something and it's like, go dog, go. <laughs> it's like chicken See, soup for the dog, soul, right? go. And in your mind, it was, Oh, but for a muse of fire that would ascend the brightest heaven of invention. <laughs> but when you write it down, it's like, but sees cat like that, that i was having i was having that conversation and I, and people were looking at me like what the fuck was that i'm like what they said what was that thing you said in the middle it's like it was the opening monologue from henry v mm-hmm. fuck off mm-hmm. <laughs> quit judging me i can't help it i haven't misspent youth in the theater <laughs> we spent our time on a liberal arts degree, which does nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, so we should, we should intro the show. Do you want to intro the show? We should intro the show. Yeah. Cause we have, I feel like this is going to be a long one, even though we were like, we're just going to do one episode. It's going to be super short. It's not going to be <laughs> right. two hours. Yeah. No. We're going to take it. We're going to take it easy. We're just going to cover one episode, even though it's technically like part of a two for arc, you know, yeah. uh, it's just one episode. Yeah, yeah. No, I got a lot of shit to cover today. So, Hey, everybody, welcome back to dark side divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show, and um, I have opinions, and I'm going to express them today. <laughs> and hi, I'm Chris. I'm that hypersexual, homosexual gay man. <laughs> Did you practice that shit before? No, you I actually, got on I my literally, kid? I'm so smart. I just came up, came up with it, literally. Anyway, oh, and Stephanie, brilliant. so mm-hmm. often wrong, our intelligence is mm-hmm. right. I wonder why. Mm. It's so baffling. It's confusing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, before we jump into the uh, episode that we're going to be covering today, um, I have a couple of things that we should discuss. Do you have anything that you would like to discuss? Some uh, I, sort of general I, housekeeping? I, I, you know, I don't think anything big happened this week, and I f- felt like we could just go right into the episode and not talk about anything controversial. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you have a psych. controversy? <laughs> well, I have some questions that I think you'll love. Okay, uh, hit hit me with something. What do you got? What do you okay, got? let me let me start with the first one. Uh, okay, uh, Southern Pride Boy eighty seven. Oh hi. Oh, uh, he had a question. Uh, he had more of a comment. But I think, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah. I need to, I need to clarify what kind of Southern Pride are we talking about? Are we talking about hey? Or are we talking about? Like which kind? Okay, wait. Let's go back. What the hell was that? 
That was Dixie. Oh, I thought it oh was. Oh my god! I thought it was "Rain on Me" by Lady Gaga. I'm <laughs> no, I was I was it, trying to sort of artfully express that Southern Pride could also be a super racist thing, but um. oh well. Let me let me uh, let me. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll say the statement. And we can you know guess what the okay okay okay. The person is. Sorry, go. Uh, uh, dear Quis, C W I S. Oh. Uh, why are you so fucking gay and stupid? <laughs> Please let Steph talk more. She hot and hot is spelled with four T's. So it's hot. So what do you think? It is forever the greatest mystery of my life that um it is and it's been consistent and you can attest to this. I am fucking catnip. For, for fucking Southern bigots. <laughs> I don't know what it is about my unapologetic and super obvious feminist, pro-gay, ally, everything liberal about me that makes them like really want to, I don't know, bang it out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, like try and just like pound some racism into me. I don't know what they think they can convert me. Sort of by exchanging body fluids. I don't know yeah, what it is. They can change you. They can change yeah. you. You know, with their penis. <laughs> I'm not going to change. And I don't bang racists anymore. So. Anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I See, I thought I thought it was a really nice comment. It, it, you know, sometimes I, I wander through this world wondering if anybody truly sees me. And <laughs> I, th- I felt seen. I felt validated. So I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what was his question to you again? It was no Sorry. question. It was that I'm a I'm a stupid gay guy, which I mean is, where's is the only lie? Partially, <laughs> it's only partially true. Uh, I'm trying okay. to say you're smart. I'm trying to say you're smart. I am so smart. S M R T. S M R T. There you go. So, Southern Pride Boy, thank you for clarifying what pride you're talking about, and I think you have a rally to attend. <laughs> uh, okay, more 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 serious question. Uh, this listener actually sent us a question before about which Jedi would be the worst lover. So they sent us a follow-up question. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, which Separatist leader would be the worst lover? Palpatine. You think, really? I think he would be... Well, I mean, look, nothing about him... Well, well, strikes well, well, hold me. On. I don't know. Does he qualify as a separatist leader? I mean, he's obviously the man behind the. Okay, the plot, okay, but... okay. If we're taking him out of it because he's he is the puppet master, mm-hmm. pulling all of the strings. Oh shit! I mean, I, I uh, grievous, but only because he has no interest in physical anything. He is is so mechanical at this point that he probably doesn't even have a libido. Right. And I would be concerned about his um, almost inevitable suggestion that we bring lightsabers into the bedroom. (laughs) Because that's where his real fetish is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Um, that's accurate. Uh, I would say Grievous, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just just because it's just too he's too mechanical. Like the the sins of the flesh hold no more appeal to him. Mm -hmm. And um, but speaking of sins of the flesh, can we talk about Dooku? Who really hit the gym for Clone Wars? Like, damn. I agree. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> Duku is the other end of that spectrum, and it, it would it would be uh, 
it would be a very a physical and um, demeaning experience. He's not there to hug you after. There's no aftercare. Yeah, there's no aftercare. Yeah, no. Zero. That's going to be a hit and quit. There's no cigarettes in bed. You know. No, you are going to have to handle your own cuddling. Like, <laughs> make a separate appointment with like a, one of those professional cuddlers. You know, they, they exist. Mm-hmm. You can hire people to cuddle with you. I wonder how their business is doing during, you know, a pandemic. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Not enough to ask. I don't care. Like, if you are a professional cuddler and you want to send us an email or a message about it, go ahead. But I'm not asking. <laughs> uh, so, do you have? Do you have anything else? Uh, <laughs> I I had I had a question from a, a Disney fan. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, you're like oh one of those. I'll sit down. Look, yeah. I've got a glass of water right here. Go ahead. Well, Tell well, me Stephanie, I I. Uh, I shared this with you yesterday. A, a person wrote in, uh, Chris, what, what are your opinions about, about behind the Spider-Man animatronic that's going to be uh, <laughs> active during the Marvel Land opening? And do you mm-hmm. think that this has a very cool, cool feature for the Star Wars Land? Um, Disney had in their original plans for Star Wars Land that they were going to have like flying droids or they're going to be like drones with like, you know, a droid casing around it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, they didn't get approved by the state of Florida, state of California, <laughs> <laughs> but they're working on it. I think that Disney's starting to really get inventive with their animatronics. Clearly, if they're there's, you know, uh, people got confused by the video I shared with them, but they thought the first part of the video where there was a guy standing yeah. on, on top of the Spider-Man ride building that yeah. dressed as Spider-Man, he was backflipping and all that kind of stuff, and people were like, "Oh my god, that's an animatronic!" I'm like, "No, the part no. where the thing is swinging up in the air." That's mm-hmm. the animatronic, which, by the way, is cooler looking. But, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that, there's no way. There was no way that that part where he's, like, flipping around and walking and emoting and stuff is the animatronic. But the dude they, fl- they threw in the air, that better be a robot. Yeah, right. You're going to go through so many cast members <laughs> it's not a robot. Every 15 minutes, you have to fling yourself up in the air and hopefully land in this net. Have a good day. Good luck. You're getting paid minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's a really good animatronic. It's uh, it's uncanny. And I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. Yeah, who knew that Mickey Mouse would invent Skynet? So here we are. Um, I think we should have seen it coming, though. Oh, of course. Yeah, I, mean, I yeah, have. No. That's why Sky- I've chosen... Skynet is absolutely going to be a Disney property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, isn't it? Terminator? I don't, I don't have to look that up later. I don't know, I don't know I don't who know. owns what anymore. Make a research. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I have one more question. Uh, one more. Okay. Sarah asks, I know you all have done other podcasts before and have talked about doing other podcasts. If you could do a podcast on a different topic immediately, what would it be? See, we've actually talked about this. Yeah. Because um, we did we did Ringside Divas, which was the wrestling podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And then we had to walk away from it in a moment of disgust. And... Um, I mean, I think we've talked about West Wing Divas was mm. a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, I had a dream about this. We were going to do a Star Trek Divas kind of a thing. And uh, I did not. I did not dream predict anything Gilmore Girls. And uh, I broke your heart <laughs> on that one. Um, I uh, I actually would... I would be interested in a West Wing one. I would mm-hmm. also be interested in an MCU one. Um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Maybe in 20 years we'll do, <laughs> <laughs> right. we'll do another one. Like, 
the if if this podcast explodes and it becomes something that we can do as our job, then we would be able to have we would have the time yeah. to branch out into into doing other properties and have like a whole divas network. But like, um, I still got to keep the lights on in my house. Mm-hmm. I got I a full I got a full time job. I got five right? kids to feed. You do not. Uh, unless by kids you mean boyfriends i do um yeah okay yeah, they're legal they're legal they're People. adults they're legal consenting adults they're consenting Everyone above involved. 30 year old adults and um anyway Good lord uh but speaking of <laughs> speaking of explosions we really appreciate all the new subscribers that we recently obtained uh <laughs> in the past few weeks i really hi guys Hi. It's really <laughs> it's really awesome to know that a lot of really people Really uncomfortable now cuz I'm so awkward. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> How do I word now that you have mentioned that people are listening? <laughs> shit. Go on, go on, go on. I'll get over it. Yeah, yeah. Just get it out of your system now and uh, prepare for <laughs> hilarity. Um, but uh, but seriously, folks, I, we really appreciate the the positive and negative feedback, if you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and awesome that you're landed on our podcast and are listening, and a lot of you are really enjoying it. So that's great. Yeah. If you have any feedback for us, especially if you want to compliment me, uh, please send it my way. <laughs> uh, we do have one piece of feedback that I think we should discuss today, just briefly, before we launch into everything else, into the episode. I have a feeling I know what it is. And it's, there's yeah. no way it's going to be brief. <laughs> well, try. Because okay. I did I did send this to you earlier. Normally, I like to ambush Chris with these, with these comments and stuff because it's not like he can come through all the shit on TikTok because he doesn't know how to use it because he's old. But uh, oh, this particular... You... <laughs> No, it's true. Uh-huh. This this particular comment, I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to give you a little heads up on it. And so I will read to you this comment now. We got this on really apropos of nothing. It was a video about something else entirely, but somebody decided to throw us this comment and, okay, let's deal with it. <clears throat> the commenter says, quote, Kathleen Kennedy is the real problem with Lucasfilm. Mm. Trying to push her agenda should have gotten her fired after The Last Jedi. Chris, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, fuck you. <laughs> That's all I... No, uh, that that was a super inappropriate catty response. Um, but no, seriously, fuck you. Um, yeah, right. Uh, First of all, how dare you? Yeah, Right. I, I think I think I made the this was the person I made the mistake of actually engaging. Don't do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yeah. In, in a day, uh I, I think this was also the one where they were like because she's a toxic feminist, uh, to- yeah. to- something about toxic feminism, which I don't well, even know what the fuck that means. You you asked them to clarify what agenda they're talking about. Yeah, I was hoping because for, for some reason, because you you were asking me, you're like, what agenda do they mean? I'm like, Chris, they mean the agenda of allowing women and people of color to speak on camera. That's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, surely not. So you went and asked, and what did he tell you? Uh, yeah, something about toxic feminism. He mis- misspelled Luke Skywalker's name, uh, <laughs> which which made me go, okay, sure, Jan. And I moved on with my day. And then right. what was funny is I checked my notifications this morning, and I noticed that same user actually uh, attacked someone on that thread for misspelling something, which I thought oh, was yeah. fucking yep, hilarious. Yep, yep. So, mm-hmm. okay, sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, the internet's I, terrible. I love it. Well, I appreciate people interacting with us, giving us great feedback and that kind of stuff. I generally think when people are stating their opinions, whether I agree with it or I don't agree with it, they have zero intention of changing anybody's minds. They just want to oh, hurt. Yeah. They just want to hurt people's feelings, and that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why I've just totally lost interest in social media. I love it for keeping family uh, engaged. I love it for funny stuff. I love it for the pornography. And that's yep. what, that's where I'm going to leave it. And I just, 
I just wish people were a little nicer, would stop presuming, and also, uh, you know, stop judging people. That's it. That's it. Sure. But that's, and that's all you have to say about them talking about Kathleen Kennedy? Well, we've talked about that a million times. So I think this was off the, vi- this was off the video where we were talking about Gina Carano. And I'm not right. going to, I'm going to try to avoid talking about her because I'm done giving her my time and power. Uh, mm mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you did you warned me about this part of TikTok is that you can only have a video for so long. And we had a we had an extended discussion about that. And we had to cut out some pieces of that discussion because yeah. oh, you only get a minute. You only it's get a, a minute. 60 second blurb. And I can talk. And when I talk, I can talk for a long time and it's really boring. Mm, I get it. I get no it. Way. Yeah, I do. Oh, so surprise. Uh, people were trying to like needle the needle away at the argument and try to pull out things which at that yeah, point you're, i'm ignoring it yeah yeah which at that point it's, you're really reaching but that's fine mm-hmm. that's your opinion uh but like generally if you if you don't like kathleen kennedy i don't understand why because you don't know her anybody who is bitching about kathleen kennedy's involvement with star wars at this point i get do you not like the mandalorian mm-hmm. are you not enjoying the bad batch did you seriously like nothing about the sequel trilogy? Nothing at all? Nothing? Yeah. Frickin what about really? season seven Clone Wars? Yeah. Like, yeah. how are you? No, your problem with Kathleen Kennedy is that Ray is a girl and Finn is black. That's your problem with Kathleen Kennedy. That That's that's the root of it. That's the beginning and end of it. That's the sum total of it. Dress it up in a hundred bajillion other details if you want. Cite examples if you think you have them, but you don't. Your problem is people with vaginas and melanin are talking and I don't like it. <laughs> I, I think it's okay for you not to like something. Art is subjective. Mm-hmm. Movies are art. Sure. Uh, but every time I get into that, oh, it's the last Jedi, it's the worst movie of all time discussion, I always <gasps> regret it, and it's always yeah. And I want I, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. If if you simply say I just don't like the direction they went with Luke Skywalker, I'll be like, okay, I understand that. That's legit. That's legit. Sure. But everything else I've heard, mm, yeah, mm, you so. can't you can't get into a discussion with somebody who comes in hot with like Kathleen Kennedy is the real problem, and she should have gotten fired after the last Jedi. Because there's no discussing with that because yeah. the, because they're so um, puffed up with it. It's like playing chess with a pigeon. Like they're all they're going to do is knock over all the pieces and shit on the board and strut around like they won. They're not interested <laughs> in any kind of strategy. Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Pigeons are dumb. Uh, y'all gotta y'all gotta stay in your lane um, and understand something. You, you're not you don't know Kathleen Kennedy. You mm-hmm. weren't in production meetings. You nope. don't know the background of anything. Nope. Um, you know, spe- touching briefly on the Gina Carano thing, we don't know the real reason why she actually did get fired. We can assume. Yeah, we haven't read the contract. We don't know exactly what she did. Or even if she was under contract. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. No, we, we, we don't know anything. And what I do know is Kathleen Kennedy is at the helm of LucasArts. She's very responsible for hiring of the people that made, you know, The Mandalorian. If you like that show, then, you know... Great. You don't have to like her. I don't know why people don't like her other than the fact that she's a woman, but right. she's been making movies for a very long time. She's very good at her job. That's why she got the job she got in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I, for one, uh, if you don't like the sequel trilogy, okay, fine, whatever. Um, but fucking Mandalorian, really? I mean, that shit is I mean, pure art, and I, I, I mean, love it. 
Well, and the thing is, <clears throat> if you counter with "Do you like Mandalorian?" then they'll be like, "Oh, that was that was John Favreau and Filoni. They made that show in spite of her. They they protected it from her, and that's just not true." Uh, these these folks act like Kathleen Kennedy just sprung fully formed from the ether, uh, like a bunch of feminists stood around in a circle and like drew a uterus on the ground and she popped out. <laughs> they summoned and, her from from the depths of feminism hell. Right, and now here she is, and she she's going to take away all your boy stuff and replace it all with with pink ribbons and bows and shit. Like, no, she's got a long career. She's been doing this a long time. She is a proven force of nature in the film industry. That's why she has this job. She is good at it. And I'm sorry that you don't like it when people with vaginas are in charge of stuff, but we're still going to keep being in charge of stuff. Yeah. So you can either get right with it or stay mad the rest of your life. It makes no difference to me or Kathleen Kennedy, which you choose. Yep. So are we ready to move on to the real reason that we're here today? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. So, if you have been uh, going along with us on this journey, then you know what I'm about to say, and you can stop listening for the next five seconds or so. What we are doing on this show is we are watching through... Not you, Chris. You have to stay tuned in. Oh, damn. Sorry. <laughs> you, you work here. You have to stop talking to the listeners when I say that. Oh, well, I was going to leave, but okay. I know. <laughs> I know. I heard you. <laughs> you stay. What we are doing on this show is we are watching through the entire Star Wars story in chronological order. And we are, which means we're in Clone Wars now, and we are following the official StarWars.com chronological order of watching through Clone Wars, which means that today we are on, let me double check the number, season two, episode nine, Grievous Intrigue. Ooh. Right? The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is, for everything you gain... You lose something else. Which, thanks, Debbie Downer. That's great. Did Luminara write that one? Fuck. <laughs> it sounds like her. It really does. Are we, are, oh my god, are we Kathleen Kennedy uh, Luminara? <laughs> uh, no, because Luminara. No, because she's really, legitimately awful. We've seen her really, be awful. She so. really do be a Debbie Downer she, bitch. She really anyway, <laughs> do you have the uh, announcer bit? I do. Okay. Give it. Me 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 me. <laughs> what? I'm I'm pra- I'm I'm stretching. You, no, that's your vocal warm up. No, I yeah, get it. Okay. Diabolical defeat. Though mm-hmm. Republic victories outnumber their losses, the Jedi have been unable to stop Separatist advances in the outer rim. The ever elusive General Grievous stays one step ahead of his opponents. With thousands of droid armies at his command, the Jedi can never predict where Grievous will strike next. Until now. Ooh. Dun dun dun. And hey. so, yeah. So, uh, before we like really leap into the episode, uh-huh. one question popped in my head like immediate. Well, two immediately oh. after this uh, narration. Mm-hmm. Question number one: Where the fuck is Dooku? Uh-huh. Where is she? She doesn't have to always be around. But she's she's got a budget reconciliation meeting. What do you want from her? <laughs> she's st- he's stuck in spreadsheet land. Hell, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I I, I looked at our episode list. And mm-hmm. because of the weird order, part, I think part of it's the weird order, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen Grievous, or Grievous, Dooku in a very long time. It's been a minute. Yeah. I miss him. I do too. Yeah. All right. I, I want, I want a, a cold, unfeeling hug from Dooku. <laughs> the kind where he's just like, pat, pat, pat. 
Like, no, you. I, 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 no, I want him to force choke me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the next step. <laughs> that would be the next step. Oh, that would be after. That's how he ends the hug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Whoa. tired of you touching me. Okay. Okay. So, did you have another question, or was that it? Yeah. So uh, the second thing was, uh, I think that this uh, intro thing that I just read makes mm-hmm. absolutely zero sense. Yeah, because when I heard it, I heard it as the Republic's you know, defeat, ah, the Republic's victories outweigh their losses, which is good. So, like, what? That means they're winning. Sort of. But, but like... The, but, like, the Separatists keep building droids. They're not really losing, like, people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a... I feel like it's, it's the whole gray area. We're not even sure who's winning this shit anymore. Mm-hmm thing was kind of the tone that i got from that um yeah that's it that's all i got for <laughs> it, it was not the most uh scintillating announcer bit no thank you for trying you lauren we'll get you next time. we'll get you next okay? time yeah. yeah appreciate it <laughs> all right that's that okay. those are my two those are my two points Okay, so right at the top of the episode, um, we have a Republic ship, the Steadfast, is under assault by General Grievous, and on board that ship is Jedi Master Eeth Koth and his uh, and his troops. They have some tacky lime green clone armor accents. I'm just glad that we didn't have to look at them for long. Um, <laughs> but the thing about Jedi Master Eeth Koth, and I'll get into his details in a minute. There was a lot of debate in the production, uh, going into production for this episode, of whether they could even use him. Oh. Because a lot of people think he died in Attack of the Clones in the assault on Geonosis. I'm trying to remember. There are support books, because like, he's there. He's in the Jedi High Council. He's there in episode one. Right. Uh, he's in the room when Qui-Gon puts down his essential oils kit and brings in this little boy that he kidnapped off of a desert planet and says, he's the chosen one, I want to train him. Eastcoth is in the room for that. So he's he's around, uh, and I think we do see him briefly uh, at the beginning of the assault on Geonosis in episode two. But according to outside sources, like, you know, books about the stuff, you know, reference texts that always get published around the movies, um, Eastcoth either survived that uh, that combat or he was killed in a gunship crash. Like, it's unclear. Yeah. And they did a lot of research on it. And Dave Filoni was like, I really want to use Eeth Koth. But like, did he live or did he not? And they, they, were, they were book diving and doing all this research. And Filoni just finally called George Lucas and was like, hey, can we use Eeth Koth? And George Lucas said, yes. So there you go. And George Lucas knew immediately who they were talking about? I don't know. I probably, it depends on who picked up the phone. Was it George Lucas or was it his neck pouch creature? We don't know. <laughs> because neck pouch knows. Like he gets it. Wow. But George George Lucas is like, I'm picking, I'm sorting through my flannel shirts right now, Dave. What do you need? Uh, I'm going to send you a picture. <laughs> oh, God, why? No. Yeah. Keep my life? Okay. Because uh, I, 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 I actually forgot that Eeth Koth was a live action character. And so yeah. I looked up the picture and I saw the picture and it. it okay. That link no worky. Oh. But I know what he looks like. I've seen the picture before. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay, it is, um, you know those boys with, in, in elementary school with like really long hair or girls, uh-huh. same thing, and their parents don't brush their hair for them, they brush it themselves and they put it in really bad like side tails? Yeah. That's what he looks like. 
the hair's not good and it doesn't and because they do such faithful reproductions of live action characters into clone wars animated east coast uh also hair not good um, i guess jedi aren't allowed to go to salons which okay fine that's ridiculous I mean, but well because you might get an attachment to your hairdresser maybe <laughs> that, that reminds that, that actually reminds me my partner's like i can't i can't go to the go go to the barber shop because my guy's not there right and i'm like what because <laughs> i haven't been to a barber shop in, since like 2002 <laughs> i just shake my head uh, because so, you don't need to pay to, you don't need to pay a professional to tend to your dome yeah i have gotten it professionally done uh though and it's like amazing that's a spa experience. There's like towels. Oh yeah, and yeah. Shit. Oh yeah. I'm gossiping, drinking champagne. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's great. Yeah, you know, you're not going to come out of there with a with a good haircut. You're going because, like, yes, tend to me. Yep. Pamper me. Yep. Yes, exactly. Okay, so <laughs> getting back on track here. Um, in the original script for this episode, East Koth is murdered by Grievous at the beginning. Oh really. Yeah, but Filoni was like, we always do that, though. We always introduce a new character and immediately kill them, and we never get to use them again. And he was like, no, I'm not having it. Eithkoth is surviving this episode. And so, spoiler alert, Eithkoth survives the episode. Is Eithkoth in other episodes? I don't remember him in other episodes. He's not. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to kill this one. I promise we're going to use them again. We're going to use them again. <laughs> and and uh, according, later, let's use Heath Koth, who? <laughs> or at least at least this voice actor doesn't appear again. Like, he has uh. one credit for this character. So if they do use Heath Koth again, it's not with Chris Edgerly, who is the voice of Heath Koth in mm-hmm. this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Edgerly also, uh, I don't watch the show personally, but I know a lot of people who do. He is the voice of Hedon, I think, in Naruto. Oh, okay. So yeah. there you go. He does a lot, a lot of voice work. Like mm-hmm. if you can name a major video game franchise, he is doing multiple voices in it. Not major characters, just the background voices that are fucking essential to every production. So That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, quick details on Jedi Master Eth Koth. He is an Iridonian Zabrak male. Remember, we talked about during the Bounty Hunter episode mm-hmm. um, when we were when we first got introduced to Sugi, uh, the difference between Iridonian Zabrak and Dathomir Zabrak. Mm-hmm. Like Iridonian Zabrak are fiercely independent and they're spacefaring and they're they're out there doing their thing. Dathomir Zabrak are a fucking weird ass cult, and we will get into them later. <laughs> yeah, we sure will. <laughs> but whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Dathomir. <laughs> right. Uh, doing some research on Eithkoth, he gets into some drama. He is, at this point in the story, a member of the Jedi High Council, but he apparently gets into some drama with the Council later in, like, comics or books or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't dive into that too much because I don't read Star Wars. You don't care. I watch Star Wars. You don't care. I don't really care. But yeah. do you know anything about that? I honestly know very little about this character, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, something about he gets replaced on the Council and then he quits the Jedi Order and he gets married and has babies somewhere and then gets murdered by vader later i think oh sure but like who doesn't yeah who doesn't that doesn't make you special what yeah you're just (laughs) another number (laughs) (laughs) just another fucking murdered jedi anyway uh so that's that's east koth what's going on with east koth at the top of the episode uh so he sends a bunch of clone troopers to wait at their uh airlock point and clone troopers inform him, uh, inform Eithkoth, hey, there are too many fucking droids coming through. We're all going <laughs> to die. 
Yeah, yeah. And so Eve Koth is all, okay, I want you, you clone troopers that are, you know, now in harm's way to go to the escape pods, and right. I will put these clone troopers right next to me in harm's way. <laughs> <laughs> and the one of the clone troopers that he orders to the escape pods is his commander, Locke. And I mention him because I think we see him again later. The mm-hmm. name sounds familiar. So Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, Grievous rolls up, but he doesn't just bring like regular droids. He brings no. those super expensive uh, uh, commando droids. That right, the the ones that we saw in Rookies. Yeah, like well, nine hundred years ago, yeah. <laughs> twenty years ago, when we first did this episode. <laughs> um, just a reminder: uh, these droids, one droid is about uh, cost-wise equal, roughly equal to a thousand battle droids. So they're extremely expensive. They're very. Uh, very advanced and they don't mm-hmm. make too many of them so for grievous to like just bust out with these things and use them right and left all the time is with just like a dozen of them and they just keep getting hacked to pieces yeah it, it's uh grievous isn't resourcing properly let's just say uh yeah his his after action budget report to dooku is gonna hurt yeah there will be some lecturing yeah uh, <laughs> uh, side note, a friend of mine came up with a conspiracy about the Zillow Beast episode. Oh. Uh, he was like, what if Palpatine insured all these different buildings in Coruscant? <laughs> <laughs> Z- Zillow Beast comes through, destroys a bunch of shit, uh, Palpatine gets the cash, and then he sends it all, he, he ciphers it to, <laughs> to Dooku, and he's like, look, here's the money for the fucking kid thing that didn't work out. Stop bitching at me. <laughs> And let's go. And you know, Palpatine's insurance agents were like, okay, giant monster insurance. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's are. never yeah. going to come up. All right. When is that ever going to come up? <laughs> Two days later. Damn I, it. I turn on the TV. Fuck. I'm getting fired. <laughs> I'm losing my job. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so this is, this scene was weird because they really pressed upon Grievous, Grievous's hatred of Jedi Right, like, yeah. really hard. Because, like, right at the, the you know, Je- Grievous cuts a circle because he passed that class. Good for him. Uh, and he, he busts into the, the room and, like, confrontation. We all have to talk and posture at each other. And East Koth says that Grievous has a reputation for being a coward and a murderer. Ooh. I know. And Grievous is like, Murderer? Is it murder to rid the galaxy of you, Jedi film? And like, A, yes. Yes, that's murder. <laughs> yes, they are people too. Yeah. And B, you don't object to the coward part? Like, what a moment of self-awareness for Grievous. Mm-hmm. Because don't we have a Grievous running away from his destroyed fleet counter on this show? Uh, we have an impossible, we have a, that's impossible counter for oh, okay, Grievous. okay, okay, okay. Uh, we, have a, we, we have Cheekbones, Bill, Organa running away from... Uh, oh, okay. Running away from but, the fight counter. But Grievous has lost multiple fleets and yeah. just taken off. Grievous is a proven coward. Yeah. So, like, he knows that about himself, though. He's cool with it. But murderer? Uh-uh. Objection. Objection on the murder. Like, what? Okay. It's not so much that he minds being called a murderer. It's that he minds a Jedi calling him a murderer. I guess. Like, he really... They, they really leaned into that. Yeah. Uh, for him this episode, which is fine. Um, you know, it, he's, he's he's trying to carve his own path in the galaxy. He's like, this. I'm not here for the politics, okay? I'm here because I love killing you. Yeah, and, and that like, part, that's that, cool. That part was, I mean, 
Well, we'll talk at the end of the episode what I what I think that this is a metaphor for. But um, mm-hmm. I, I I think with Grievous, um, I always thought of him as some sort of a a a, a political power oriented character. I thought really. Yeah. No, he's an attack dog. He's always been an attack dog. Like his jealousy of the Jedi has led him on this ridiculous quest to to perfect his his combat form through all of these cybernetics and mm-hmm. uh and and now he's he's collecting Padawan braids and lightsabers like no, he's a fucking serial killer. Yeah, I guess when I first when I first met him in Revenge of the Sith, uh mm-hmm. which we'll cover in 20 years. Um yeah. <laughs> uh you know, he was so excited to be able to serve Sidious directly, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. But I, I see your point. Yeah, he's definitely, in this episode, like, a defined uh, attack dog, very focused right. on destroying the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Something I'm sure Sidious loves, so. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, cut him loose every now and then. That's mm-hmm. fun. That's fine. Fucking great. Okay, okay. So, um, Grievous is like, I'm totally here to fucking murder you. And Eastcoth is like, no, you're not. And then kind of gets his ass handed to him. Well, okay. There's like 50 commando droids shooting at him while he's fighting Grievous. And, and then the Magna are, Guard. Then yeah, the Magna while they're Guard Magna Guards in. flipping around and doing it big quarrel things. It was impossible odds, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So he does he I mean, does Anakin could have won, but, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, but we're not all Anakin. Obi-Wan could have won it. Uh, but uh, we're not all Obi-Wan. Who? Don't. Hmm? What? Don't start with me. <laughs> uh, so, Ethcoth is captured, but uh, not just straight up murdered. Grievous has uh, has other plans. He needs to send... It's not even a ransom video. It's a gloat video. It's a brag video. It's a diss track. He sends a message to the Jedi Council saying, Greetings, Jedi! And this scene is this next scene with old Jedi uh, in it <laughs> is why the, the intro doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to reread the end of the intro. Okay, the, okay, go. The Jedi can never predict where Grievous will strike next until now. Jedi, a uh, Jedi gets captured. Next scene, we don't know where Grievous is. <laughs> like we don't know. There's no until now. <laughs> and it wasn't even Jedi who figured it out. Okay, so Grievous sends a video where he's like, he, it's a hollow vid, and he's like shaking Ethcoth around by the scruff of his neck and dropping him and jabbing him with Magna Guard sticks and stuff. And like, there are younglings in the room. That's the other thing. Okay, why so- are there why are there younglings in your <laughs> Jedi High Council War Council Chamber War thingy with the Jedi? Like, why? why? I, I I wasted three hours of my day yesterday having this exact discussion with my friend <laughs> who just watched the episode with me. So, uh, so his theory is: Oh, we have a communication coming from Grievous. We think that a Jedi has been captured, and Yoda's like, hmm. They'll probably be tortured on video. Bring the younglings in. They need to see this. <laughs> um, look, I have my issues with Yoda, but deliberately, intentionally traumatizing children, I don't think is really in his wheelhouse. Why were they there? Why? Why? I don't. Okay. So <laughs> as far they? as this story, there was no fucking reason for the younglings to be there. The yeah. only reason for them to be there is to uh, lay the seeds for two episodes from now. In Lightsaber Lost, Ahsoka will be hanging with those younglings, and the, there's a guy, the guy behind her is the Jedi Master that she 
hangs with in Lightsaber Lost. That's it. They're just showing us these character models that we're going to see in two episodes. But tell the kids to go away before you have Grievous on video. Before the fucking snuff film? Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> maybe we kick them out of the room before that. No, but I like the idea of Yoda calling the kids in, watch this. Okay, you see what happened? Don't fail your classes. <laughs> you know? Now get back there and cut me a fucking square, Steven. <laughs> I didn't say rhombus. I said square. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, so, um, you know, we've got some Jedi that are hollowed in, and one of them is Plo Koon, and we see Wolf walk into the shot mm-hmm. and sort of whisper to Plo Koon, and A, hi, Wolf. Why Why did he whisper? How are you? I Because he was, because the Jedi Master is, the, the Jedi General is going to be the one who conveys the information, not him. He understands chain of command. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 why didn't Wolf just say, hey, I see something, uh, like, out loud? Because he's got to tell the general, and the general will speak to the Jedi High Council. Wolf doesn't talk directly to fucking Yoda. No. Okay. No. Okay. Chain of command. Okay. Chain of command. Anyway. I, I'm not a military um, guy, so. Yeah. Um. So, Wolf, uh, did you notice Wolf's eye? No. Oh, my God, girl. I, okay. I, I don't study each angle of the clones like uh, some people on this podcast do, so, you know. All of their angles are 100% worth studying. (laughs) All of them. Anyway, so Wolf, last time we saw him, did not have an eye injury. So something has happened since then. And like, honey, are you okay? Do you need a hug from me? (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't. He doesn't need a hug because um, apparently... Here's the thing. Plo Koon likes Wolf enough that when Wolf got a debilitating injury that clearly destroyed his right eye Plo Koon got him a cybernetic replacement mm-hmm. he has the, and that's why his eye is like weirdly shiny and glowy in this hollow it is a cybernetic oh yeah so he's got he's got himself a fancy new eye and wolf with his fancy new eye spotted a detail in the hollow vid that nobody else picked up on which is that uh Eastcoth is doing super secret jedi hand signals and God bless Anakin. So they zoom in on Ethkoth's hand moving, and Anakin goes, Look, hand signals. <laughs> and, oh, honey, you're so pretty. <laughs> you were the last person in the room to notice, dude. <laughs> hand signals. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan's like, shut up, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fucking read the hand signals right now. And Ethkoth manages to spell out with... Uh, remarkable eloquence with one hand the exact coordinates of where they are which is uh, around the planet Salukami Salukami (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yularen didn't get the same pronunciation guide as everyone else Uh, (laughs) everybody else everybody calls it Salukami but him he calls it Salukami he puts the accent on the wrong syllable and (laughs) (laughs) we will get into details about Salukami in the next episode I don't I don't want to dive into it right now Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because we'll actually get to the planet. But so now, thanks to Wolf, they were able to get that information. And that that moment right there where they were like, where do we even fucking find Grievous? Is where Yoda says the thing that you said at the top of the show, where Yoda's like, Yes, but so often inaccurate. Our intelligence is. 
yeah, yeah, our intel's terrible. For some reason, it's so weird. Our intelligence always gets leaked out, especially after we meet with the chancellor. I don't know why. I don't understand it. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. Uh, so they know where to go. They know, um, that they're gonna go, they're gonna go rescue Ethkoth. They're not gonna leave him out there. And obviously Grievous sent them the video to make them come out and try to rescue him. Yeah. Cause, like, the, cause Grievous is like, talk. I think the Jedi do that stupid hand thing. <laughs> and so Can I we think- shake his hand a little closer to the camera? Yeah. Lord. Uh, so we have three Jedi step forward to volunteer to go rescue him. Anakin Skywalker, of course, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Jedi Master Adi Gallia. Yay! I love her. I love her too. Would you like to know more about Jedi Master Adi Gallia? I would love to. Okay. Her voice actor is Angelique Perrin. Uh, She voices many characters in Clone Wars. We will hear from her again and again and again, which uh, warms my heart because, Lord, I could could take a warm bath in her voice. Her voice is glorious. Huh. Uh, Also, what... No, I was just trying to. I was trying to mentally picture a warm bath with someone's voice and how that would look, and it was just bizarre. Anyway, <laughs> it's an imagery. It's a. It's a metaphor. Fuck you. Anyway, uh, she also in a in a show that you probably don't know, but I do because I have children. A show called Doc McStuffins. <laughs> It's a terrible so, name. I, it's a I, children's show. It's a children's show. It's a children's show. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm familiar with the movie called Doc McStuffins, but I don't know why your children would be watching that. It is an adorable animated children's show about a little girl who uh, pretends to be a doctor, and it's awesome. I mean, there, uh, there are doctors in this one as well. I, yeah, <laughs> right. so. And they're pretending too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Angelique Perrin voices a character in Doc McStuffins, named Spritzy Mitzy. <laughs> You're making this shit up right now. I am not. I don't believe this. So, it's so go- much fun I'm to say. This. What is it? Spritzy Doc Mitzy. Doc McStuffins, Spritzy. In fact, I will Google it too. I don't know what Spritzy Mitzy looks like. Oh my God, this show. Spritzy, <laughs> Spritzy Mitzy's an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, I didn't know kids started smoking weed. That's awesome. (laughs) It's medicinal. Great. Does Doc McStuffins have schizophrenia? What kind of fucking show is this? (laughs) It's called Their Imagination. God, what's wrong with you? I'm not a licensed psychiatrist or even an unlicensed psychiatrist, it seems pretty evident that Doc McStuffins is suffering from a fairly advanced (laughs) case of schizophrenia. Okay, you know what? In answer to listener question earlier, we are going to be doing Doc McStuffins Divas. That's our next show. We're going to analyze this poor (laughs) little girl. McStuffins Divas? Yeah, that's going to be great. There's a fucking, there's a pink short hippo. What okay, is will you stop stop judging her? She's got she play with her stuffed animals and they come to life in her imagination and it's like a doctor's office and she helps repair toys and she's like a doctor. Shut <sighs> Okay, so Jedi Master Adi Gallia. So, Jedi Master, yeah. I'm about to say <laughs> back to Star Wars. <laughs> she is a Thelothian female. And Chris, say Thelothian. I can't, because I sound <laughs> I sound super gay when I try to do, say it. Yeah. Thelothian. Thelothian. Uh, they are. Uh, <laughs> one more time. No. 
<laughs> I'll find it on the record, don't you worry. Tell us again. <laughs> <laughs> they are sentient humanoids native to the planet Tholoth. Tholoth? <laughs> Uh, they are distinctive from just other humanoids uh, due to their heads are being are covered in scales and they have these white or red tendrils, the purpose of which is unknown. We don't know what those are for mm-hmm. other than to look cool, which they do on Master Galia. Uh, I love her. I love this character. Oh, awesome, I love yeah. everything. I love her whole vibe in this episode. She's giving me Angela Bassett realness and I'm here <laughs> for it. She's waiting to exhale. Okay. Oh, and uh, she's also a member of the Jedi High Council. And she was also in the room that day when Qui-Gon put down the peace pipe and brought Anakin in to be assessed to be trained. Yep. And like, how weird is this for these two, for Ethkoth and for Galia, to be fighting alongside and getting rescued by the dude that neither of them wanted to train because like he was too old. Uh, was well, was Galia opposed? Was she one of the? They op- were all opposed. Yeah, everybody was opposed. Well, Nobody no, the only people I remember like seriously opposing that was Yoda and Mace, and like, I, I figured, which means which means everybody. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. have like they didn't have a scene where you see like Deepa Balaba and Master Master and everybody casting their votes against him. But it was unanimous, and nobody wanted that kid to be trained. But here he is pulling your asses out of the fire time after time after time. So is anybody gonna? apologize no (laughs) is anybody gonna be like i'm glad we actually let somebody train you and also also obi-wan is there obi-wan the guy that they didn't want uh to be allowed to pass the trials so that he could get out of the way so anna could be could be trained like there there's a lot there there's a lot of not talking about it going on in <laughs> there's a lot yeah there's a lot of passive aggressiveness in the mm-hmm. jedi in the jedi order so you know they're really really good at that yeah yeah well and, I, oh my god we haven't even gotten past like the first five minutes of this fucking episode <laughs> well there's a lot of like little things like well what's yeah. the when the action gets rolling in this episode it gets it goes mm. through it really quick but yeah anyway so uh that's the reason why yoda brought the children there <laughs> to traumatize them traumatize that was the intention yeah okay all right so we have our three volunteers we've got obi-wan anakin and uh master galia and they are gonna go rescue east Koth. what's what's the plan well <laughs> as far as anakin plans go uh <laughs> what is always the plan when it's obi-wan and anakin yeah obi-wan is going to uh play <laughs> he's gonna be the diversion uh-huh. so he's gonna send his entire fleet full of living people to attack <laughs> grievous and sacrifice all of them so mm-hmm. 80 and anakin can sneak on a grievous ship and get the jedi master koth out of uh his lightning handcuffs Right, yeah. and this is always the plan, and uh, it, it's just, from the beginning, from the the Clone Wars movie, the plan is always Obi Wan uh, is out front doing the talky talk, doing the distracty distract, and sometimes getting his ass beat yep. so that he can buy time for Anakin to achieve the mission. And I really appreciate that. Now, finally, season two, episode nine, finally. The Separatists are onto their fucking shit. Well, not necessarily the Separatists, more, more specifically Grievous. Grievous yeah. is onto it. Because when Obi-Wan shows up, 
Because, by the way, Obi-Wan's plan to lure Grievous into attacking him and boarding his ship, his plan is to call Grievous and be a dick. That's his plan. <laughs> because Obi-Wan... Which works, is, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I I think this is a ding on the o- Obi-Wan is an asshole counter, but it's Obi-Wan is a self-aware asshole. Yeah. Because he knows that just seeing his face will infuriate Grievous enough to want to go over there and personally punch him in it. Yep, yep. And he's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He uh, he is using his powers for good, I suppose. I suppose. He knows, he knows, he knows, he's he's aware. He's aware that he's in self-role. He understands the role that he's going to play. And you know what? I love him for it. Yeah. I Love him for it. Yeah. Okay, so literally, it's like a two-sentence conversation. General, I knew one day I'd catch up to you. Kenobi, what a surprise. I assume you are here to bring me to justice. You know me too well. Indeed I do. Prepare to fire all cannons. They barely exchange words, and Grievous is like, I'm gonna go fucking kill him. I fucking hate up. you. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. Yeah. Uh, so he hangs up, and but the second that he hangs up, he tells the droids, And be alert. Where there is Kenobi, you will always find Skywalker not far behind. Yeah, uh, and because so, that's what they do. And here's where we see the debut of his only appearance, uh, Tactical Droid TV94. <laughs> TV? A t- TV? TV 94. Okay. Yep. Uh right. it was uh, uh it, I found some stuff online. I I couldn't confirm this is true because there was no like Dave Filoni uh, interview about it. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, shockingly. Uh mm-hmm. but uh, it's just, it's believed that one of the writers kids was born in 94. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. They do that. Like cuz I mean you can't just keep randomly generating numbers. Right. We're going to we're going to homage people, we're going to tribute people all over the place. Yeah. Especially if you have a production baby. Babies that are born during the production of any kind of show, whether it be a play or a long-form series like this, those are the production babies, and they're special to the people involved in the production. Because some people like kids, Chris. Hey, I like kids. <laughs> I'm kidding. I hate, I hate kids. <laughs> I, heard you, I heard you drinking, and I'm like, oh, I was waiting. I was waiting for the weight of honesty to descend upon you. I, I, and it did. I, I like my kids. There. I said it. Not like I don't have kids, but like my You're you you've got kids in your family yeah, and you like and, them. And I like them. Other and, kids, and you, like especially yeah. the ones at Disneyland that get in my way, I push them around. <laughs> get out of my way. Get them out of the way. God damn it. Okay. So that's the plan. Obi-Wan jumps in, he's got he has su- successfully taunted Grievous, and Grievous is is coming at him all cannons. Pew, pew, pew. He's gonna be firing at the fleet, and he's specifically going to go and uh grab Obi-Wan's ship in a tractor beam and pull it in, and as soon as the tractor beam grabs the ship, Cody's like, uh should we do something about this? Everyone's <laughs> like, No no no, this is exactly what I wanted to happen. Yeah. So Grievous is on his way. He is going to go board that ship. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Adi and Anakin are Mm -hmm. carefully and stealthily uh, flying towards Grievous' ship and trying to find a place to dock. Okay, but tell me me about this ship that they're on. The one that looks like a ball gag with wings. What is that? (laughs) Again, like... uh, for some fucking reason in this episode, there's just not a lot of information about these Boo. stupid ass ships. 
It, no. it is so stupid. Uh, uh, this is not the first appearance, though, of this ship. Uh, it appears in comic books. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, According to stuff I read online, it's actually in Rise of Skywalker at the very end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, because fucking every Because every ship. fucking ship, plus they had to make up a bunch of new ones. Uh, so mm-hmm. this ship makes several appearances, but I couldn't find too much information about it. Okay. Um, so they do, but there's a really cool moment uh, before they fly in. Because he's hyperspace jumping smack into the middle of this battle. Because Obi-Wan uh, had to get the exact coordinates of Grievous's ship. Send that back to Anakin so Anakin could know exactly where to thread the needle and hyperspace jump into the middle of this mayhem. Weren't, they, weren't they in the middle risky. of hyperspacing, though, while getting the, getting the coordinates? Uh, no, I think they were just sitting in space. Okay. Because that, that's, but, like, that's they crazy far. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So hyperspace jump immediately into the middle of all this. And so, you know, the passenger would like to know exactly how close do you plan on getting. How close are you going to jump in next to Grievous's ship? <laughs> Pretty close. Hey, Anakin, you're not a reckless flyer, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get us all killed right now, are you? Yeah. <laughs> and 80, 80 decides I'm never going to be a passenger for you again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's so close. Like, for one thing, the space battle in this episode is amazing. Yeah. We can't break it down beat for beat. You guys got to watch it. It's fucking stunning. This whole episode is classic Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you like lightsaber battles? Here you go. Do you like space fights? Here you go. Do you like clones? They're here too. It's awesome. Yeah. I love this episode. Yeah, it, 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 it's more pure Star Wars than the previous episodes, which, yeah. you know, they were either, uh, you know, monster movie homages, samurai mm-hmm. movie homages, World War II movie homages, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's now it's like a Star Wars homage. Yeah, this is straight up Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah, so. yeah. So Anakin hyperspace jumps in the middle of this battle, totally undetected, and manages to fly in right up underneath Grievous's <laughs> ship and dock there. And like, okay, fine, he's fucking good. All yeah. right, but 80, he's really 80, fucking 80, what, good. Eighty said something like, "Any closer, and we'd be flying down hallways." And eh, next time. <laughs> and uh, but keep an eye open because maybe we will have a future episode where he just hyperspace jumps to the inside of a ship. Why not? Yep. Because he can. Because he can. Why? Because we fucking can! Because we fucking can! And if we can, we do! Just how it is. Anyway, so they are infiltrating onto Grievous's ship, because Grievous ain't home. He's over on Obi-Wan's ship trying to kick Obi-Wan's ass. And so that's fun. Uh, and they're going to go looking around for Master Eeth Koth. Mm-hmm. Um, also, quick note. Did you notice, because I did, how good the animation on all the Jedi robes has gotten? I noticed that the shadow the sh- the shadow shading on their clothing definitely was a lot better. Also on the droids too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the movement of the cloth it actually looks like cloth because prior it's always just kind of been like panels, mm-hmm. like extra panels that are on them, and it didn't move like fabric. But by at this point, the animation has gotten to the point where you you can actually make all of these different robes move like it might actually be clothing instead of cardboard armor. Yeah, I I noticed it mostly on the commando droids because the mm-hmm. first time you saw them, they were just like, you know, bendy around commando droids, and then this one, right. you can see that like they're like made of different textures, like the connection yeah, between yeah. the end of the arm, the shoulder. It was so there's cool. like there's clearly different articulation. Yeah, and then like they've got extra joints that battle droids don't have, yeah, and that B two battle droids don't have. Like they're the <clears throat> these are legit ninja droids, and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, 
they're infiltrating the ship. Meanwhile, back on Obi-Wan's ship, Obi-Wan Kenobi is soloing Grievous and, <laughs> and he's holding his own. Of course so he here's is. our here's our periodic gentle reminder that Obi-Wan Kenobi is every bit as much of a badass in a fight as his former Padawan, Anakin Skywalker. Yep. Like, we make a lot of noise about Anakin being a fucking badass, but who taught him? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so, I believe uh, this was during the fight that Obi-Wan cuts deep on Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do, uh, Grievous and, and Obi-Wan are uh, obviously trading words while they're fighting, and mm-hmm. Grievous is all, hi, I'm so powerful, I'm going to defeat you, and Obi-Wan's like, whatever, bitch, you're just Dooku's errand boy. Right, and and Grievous takes offense to that, and he's like, oh, I'm not an errand boy. I am the leader of the most powerful droid army the galaxy has ever seen. And here is where we drop in a little ominous foreshadowing. Because Obi-Wan's like, An army with no loyalty, no spirit, just programming. Yeah, so that's what the clones are going to get turned into. Uh, well, and- Order, Order 66 wipes their slate and turns them into a droid army made of flesh. Yeah, well, and we're seeing that now in Bad Batch, right? Right. And, you know, uh, in the first, I think it was the second episode of Bad Batch... You know, it, there was a conversation. Why are we going to replace a clone army? And the guy, the new admiral guy, was like, "Well, there's something to be said about people who volunteer. They're going to be more loyal, right? You know, because because Order sixty six wiped out that loyalty, and loyalty is absolutely valuable in your forces. So yeah, yeah. motivation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, also, Grievous lets Obi Wan know during this fight that he absolutely one hundred percent knows that Anakin is over there rescuing East Coth. Yeah, he knows. we're on to you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grievous, like, I figured your bullshit out already. Mm-hmm. Because this is all I do is obsessively study what Jedi do, because I hate you so much I want to be you. Well, there, well, we'll get, well, I'm going to save that conversation for the end. But, um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have a whole thing. I have a, I have a okay. thing. I have a thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Mm, that's exciting. Yeah, so meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Anakin and AD walk into the trap. <laughs> right, just straight into it, and uh, uh, and they have the nerve to look annoyed by the fact that it was a trap. Like y'all, come on, can't one of you see the fucking future? I mean, right? Like, where Ugh. is the far scene in this in this group? Anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. So TV ninety four is all. Oh, I am impressed by my master's ability to predict your actions. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. And commando droids come out, and they bust out uh, vibroswords. Mm-hmm. Tell me about vibroswords. So vibrotechnology in general was first... Uh, okay, so... Aside, aside from being hard to say with a straight face. I know, right? Um, <laughs> Vibro. <laughs> uh, so some of this isn't technically officially canon, so I'm including legend stuff in here. But if you include legend stuff, vibroblades were initially created by the Old Republic uh-huh. uh, because, you know... The Sith army and the Jedi armies tended to, like, fight each other and blow shit up, and a lot of people died in the crossfire, and non-Force users were like, hey, we need a weapon, we need weapons to somehow, like, not die when a lightsaber is coming right towards me. Uh, <laughs> that would be great, thanks. So, uh, which is a challenge. Uh, so they created, they've created weapons where on the blades themselves, uh, a field of energy is created that can somewhat block lightsabers it's not always it's not easy and some lightsabers can still cut through them depending on the type of lightsaber 
mm-hmm. and smaller the blade, the more powerful and concentrated the energy is. So, so um, I was watching Solo. I know you, your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I was watching Solo yeah, last night, and I noticed that like the villain had a small uh, vibro dagger, mm-hmm. which was very powerful, but because it's so small, you can concentrate they- more energy around it. They show up in the Mandalorian too. They show up all over the place. I mean, yeah. vibro blades uh, are now just as commonplace as uh, uh, blasters and rifles and stuff. I remember they were they were weapons that you could pick up in um, the Knights of the Old Republic yep. game. Yep. As well, so it was really cool to see it show up in uh, Mandalorian. I missed its appearance in Solo probably because I was hate watching it. Yeah. And I will maybe get over it, and we'll see when we get to watch. You're gonna get if you're making if you're making me watch the fucking Ewok movies. You're gonna get the fuck (laughs) over it and like Solo. I am not going to tailor my opinions to suit your ego. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I That's can't. That's how this works. I will give it an honest try. Okay. That's all I can say. That's all I can promise. Hashtag Han shot first. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Han always shoots first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. Leia That's says. Why Leia. That's why Leia left him. I went there too. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why we are friends. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Uh, so the tactical droid is like, villain monologue time, this is my only episode, and I'm going to shine. Um, And he is torturing uh, Eastcoth, who's up in the the floaty, glowy restraints that they love to use in Star Wars. Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's got a a wrist thingy that's got got the torture button on it, which, um, covet, I want one. Me too, right? Uh, But also, war crime, you're not actually supposed to torture your prisoners. Meh. We do it, I mean, you. Ha- but you have to pretend that's not what you're doing. You got to call it something else, like enhanced interrogation right, or something. Right, right. <laughs> like, don't just torture them for funsies, which is 100% what's happening here. Mm-hmm. He even does my favorite, which is the tactical droid laugh. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I love tactical droids laughing. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing is, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because they're so fucking smart and their brains are full of so much tactical information. Hubris. Just this massive swollen pride on tactical droids. Always their downfall. Every time. Yep. Yeah. Well, love it. Yeah. Uh, and it's in this scene where we first see the Skywalker special. Oh. I, there's actually a whole history behind this. Uh, Anakin force pulls uh, the tactical droid. Takes mm-hmm. his lightsaber while he's coming towards him and batter up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anakin does this several times during Clone Wars, most notably uh, in the uh, season seven Clone Wars season. Uh, Anakin gets rid of the tactical droid by pulling the droid towards him. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so this maneuver first made its appearance in a uh, 90s comic book. Uh, Luke Skywalker did it to oh. uh, somebody. And uh, Mara Jade also did it to him. So that's kind of oh. how, how that goes. Uh, you do see reference to it again in Rise of Skywalker when mm-hmm. uh, Kylo Ren uh, force pulls. My heart. <laughs> uh, one of the locals on Malastar, or not Malastar, mm-hmm. um... That planet where Anakin melted. What is the fucking name of it? Mustafa. Mustafa. That's it. Uh, where Kylo Ren cuts a guy in half on Mustafar. And okay. that is, anyway, the Skywalker special, apparently. Mm, all right. All right. All right. Okay. So this whole fight on the bridge around Eastcoth 
he's cut uh, Anakin cuts the torture button off of the tactical droid. So now <laughs> now it's comedy time. Because there's a whole really cool lightsaber fight going on with uh, Master Galia and uh, Anakin, and they're fighting all of these ninja droids, and there's Magna Guard and all that shit. Good for them. But they're kicking the severed limb of this tactical droid around the room. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. Yep. I love it. And finally, finally, like the tactical droid's like crawling around on three limbs trying to get to it. He finally gets it. He picks it up and he's like, ha ha. And that's when I'm watching it with Lucas and Lucas is like, what's he going to do? Push the button with his nose? That's what I was. Like, I, I was like, when he does that thing with his arm and he's like realizing, oh, I can't press the button because that's my <laughs> fucking arm. Uh, I'm like, just hit yourself in the fucking just forehead bang, with it. Hit the right button. Right on your, bang, on yeah. your head. Just bang. nope. 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 Not nope. going to do it. Anyway, uh, everybody gets lightsaber to pieces and they <laughs> free Ethkoth. <laughs> but but Ethkoth is hurt. Yeah. He hurt bad. Yeah. And so they're trying to limp with him uh, off of the ship. Meanwhile, back on Obi-Wan's ship, uh, the fight is turning again because Obi-Wan has been trying to draw out this fight with Grievous. And he's sort of been letting Grievous kick his ass yep. for a bit, which is, again, it's classic Obi-Wan. He does this all the time. It lets you kick my ass for a while and then turn the tables. And he starts to turn the tables and Grievous does what Grievous does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and he scuttles away. <laughs> while also ordering his men to shoot the engines of the capital ship, which... Uh, right. Which is still docked to his which ship. Which is still docked to his ship. And, his, and the droid's like, uh, sir, uh... Yeah. He, really? And he he's like on all fours. I hate it when he does that. And he's scurrying through the halls. Obi-Wan radios ahead to Cody and he's like, Cody, Grievous is headed your way. And Cody's like, I know, I can hear coming down the hall at me. And around the corner comes Grievous. And can we shout out to the clones in this moment? They are all, all of them, so fucking brave. Of course. All of the clones. Oh my God. Cody and his men, they take up positions. They start firing at Grievous, the guy who slaughters Jedi for fun. Uh huh. And they know that they need to stop him from getting back to his ship. So they are doing everything they can up to and including dogpiling on top of him. Yeah. Just jumping on him to pin him down and slow him down as best they can. And he does a wicked spinny maneuver and kicks them all off. But like, <laughs> ugh. Meanwhile, also, Obi-Wan has ordered two clone pilots to go try and get the fucking ship going so they can undock, mm-hmm. and maybe that will keep him from getting back to his ship, because Obi-Wan would, re- would really like to capture Grievous today. That'd be fucking great. Yeah. And so these pilots go up to the cockpit, they pause for a second, remove the corpses of other clones out of the <laughs> ship, out of the seats, and sit down and get to fucking work. And they do not leave their posts, mm-hmm. even when the ship is falling apart around them fucking clones man i know Ugh. i know i know they're so oh it breaks my heart they're so fucking brave oh i love them anyway uh so yeah grievous <laughs> is i'm in love with all of them okay i know i know I, I love them too i love them too i just love the bad batch a little bit more just a little because they're a little spicier yeah just a little a little, little, little quality control there okay um, or, or lack of quality control. Or, or That's why we have lack them. Of quality, yeah. Anywho, I'm going. Th- I'm trying to catch up in my notes. I totally sidetracked myself by gushing about the clones. I gotta. Where am I? Wop wop wop. 
<laughs> macaroni in a pot. Um, okay, okay, okay. So Grievous is making it back to his ship. He's going along the umbilical in between their ships. Yeah. Uh, and Cody and Obi-Wan and the troopers that are with them are chasing him down uh, the air to get to the airlock. And Grievous has to pause for a moment and taunt them. Of course. Um, because... But meanwhile, uh, Anakin and uh, Master Gallia are trying to get East Koth off, to, off the ship. He's too hurt to move fast. So uh, Anakin says, Master Gallia, you go ahead. I'll get East back to the shuttle. May the Force be with you. It was at that point I was like, it was for the first time I realized the restriction that they're forced to have in, with Clone Wars. Because Anakin doesn't actually physically stand in the presence of grievous until episode three exactly and it's, exactly and it's so it was so blaringly obvious like okay no there's no way anakin wouldn't have gone in what world is anakin like no no i do not want to go to the fight to help obi-wan yeah no i will escort this injured person to the shuttle yeah no like that's no that's a contrivance for sure yeah 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 because and that's that's the the delicate chess game that they have to play with this production is how do we keep going through this war and not have Grievous and Anakin ever lay eyes on each other? Like how how? Because of one fucking line of dialogue in Revenge of the Sith. Yep. General Grievous, you're shorter than I expected. Now now the all seven seasons of Clone Wars have to be molded around that one line. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. yeah. but all right. But they do it. They pulled it off. Yeah, they did. They did. So, so Grievous is taunting Obi-Wan like, Mwahahaha, you are over you are there doomed. and I am over here. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Angela Bassett Jedi runs up and, <laughs> and starts handing Grievous his ass, which is Which great. is awesome, yeah. Oh, she's so good. Uh, but Grievous' ship is firing on Obi-Wan's ship, and they've, it's blowing up. Everything's breaking to pieces. And, oh, no, the airlock has snapped, and one trooper gets spaced. Yeah. Now, in my mind, they pick him up later, and he's fine, because Phase 1 armor is perfectly suited for the vacuum of space. He's fine for for a while. Uh-huh. They, can, they can scoop him up later, and he's fine. Nothing bad ever happens to they, any of the clones. Was that before or after the Resolute blows up? Because I don't... Shut up. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. He's dead. Negotiator. He's dead, but Steph. Okay. He's dead. Shut up. He's flying. <laughs> Zed's dead. He didn't get Steph. hit by any Zed's flaming dead. space debris or anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's dead. So we move on. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. A Republic light cruiser blowing up next to your capital ship uh, also fucks up the capital ship, too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Grievous, unfortunately, gets away, and he gets into his little droid landing ship that was no, attached to the No, he doesn't just get into it. He grabs the battle droid that was about to get into it, flings the battle droid, and then gets into it. I, I felt that was implied, because we're talking about Grievous here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> get out of my That's way. True. That's how he gets into vehicles. He That's has how to I throw a battle too. droid first. Yeah. When I'm... When, when, I'm at Disneyland and I'm getting on Space Mountain. There's somebody getting in my seat. I'm like, oh, fuck no. And I fling them off the, out of the car. Yeah. So that works. Yeah. No, that's how it should always work. Yeah. Uh, so Obi-Wan wants to chase Grievous down. He really wants to catch him today. But Master Gallia points out, we cannot do that. We need to get off this ship. Yeah. or we Because Skywalker's about to fucking leave. And if he leaves, we live here now. <laughs> and we have we have gotten ourselves captured 
for the separatists. So, so they call Anakin and Anakin's like, yeah, sure. There's a hangar right over there. I'll pick you up. No problem. <laughs> like called their Uber, their Anakin. Uber. Yeah. And Anakin swoops, they, they go to the hangar. Anakin swoops in and picks up Obi-Wan and Master Galia and uh, Cody. And oh, he's already got Rex with him. Anyway, it's a full ship. And, Grievous is going down in the 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 two skis <laughs> troop carrier ship. <laughs> the landing because, the landing ship. Right, because that's what why they're even at Salukamai is they are intending to land on the surface and fuck some shit up. Right. So he's on his way down, but uh the debris from Obi-Wan's ship exploding yep. uh nicks his ship and so that's that that's descent it. is not going well. Mm-mm. No, it, and we'll find out in the next episode it causes the ship to crash ultimately. Yeah, this thing is the next episode is this is really a two-parter um but but i felt i felt yeah it is a two-parter but i felt that the two episodes were just like too far apart like they're very distinct yeah yeah like this isn't they're just they're loosely tied together yeah 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 because i i feel like tone wise it's a very Mm -hmm. different very very different um so right and it's different stories. And also, we've got, I mean, look at the timestamp on the recording right now. We've had a lot to say about this episode. Can you imagine trying to do two? Good Lord. I know. So, with that said, I have a thing. Oh. I have a you thing. You have a thing. You have a thing. When it comes to Grievous, why did he lose? Why did he lose what? Why did he lose this battle? Why did he, he predicted, he had Anakin right where he wanted him. He had Obi-Wan mm-hmm. right where he wanted him. He predicted mm-hmm. their actions perfectly, as the tactical right. droid pointed out. Why did he lose? Mm-hmm. I I honestly don't know. Because of bigotry. Okay. Yeah. So think that, think about Grand Admiral Thrawn and Rebels. Okay. Uh, he When he is fighting somebody, he collects their art. He, mm-hmm. he understands their culture. He understands all their nuances. He doesn't hate them. He right. is logical and pragmatic and is able to come up with plans that actually work. And he is actually a very successful villain. He's terrifying because of that attention to detail and that respect for the cultures that he's subjugating. Yeah, that allows him to come up with better plans. And that's why he's so successful. The mm-hmm. Grievous, on the other hand, practices otherism. He mm. hates the Jedi blindly. And so his while his plans are sometimes successful, they do ultimately fail because he underestimates his enemy. He thinks okay. that they're trash. He thinks that they're shit. He thinks that he's so much better Filth. than them. Yeah. So uh-huh. he never executes his plans against the Jedi properly because he's demonized them and he always underestimates them. And this mm. is the thing I always try to tell my friends just to kind of broaden the scope of this a little bit okay this go. is why i tell my friends even if you agree with certain like politicians or celebrities on the points they're making if they're bigots they're not worth following because right. if 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 say a bigot gets into office you know you could agree with their entire platform. hypothetically oh it's never happened <laughs> right <laughs> um even yeah. if you even if you agree with their bigotry, if you hate black people and that person hates black people and you put them in office they're not going to be an effective uh, someone that's going to execute their plans very well because they're constantly going to underestimate their uh, quote opposing side because because they have a chronic blind spot. Correct, and that's that's the flaw. That's the central flaw of Grievous, which is why I was so mm-hmm. I I was really put off at first that they were making Grievous into this like hatred machine for the Jedi. But then I finally like by the end of the episode, I was like, this is a metaphor for why bigotry just isn't isn't cool. Oh, okay. Okay. Look at you. Yeah. Finding the lesson. 
Love it. I found the lesson. And which hey. is why it was so funny that like this week of the Kathleen Kennedy and the toxic feminism mm-hmm. bullshit comes up because people are so fucking blinded by like their rage for the other side. They constantly right. underestimate the other side. And I always ask people, do you want to be underestimated? Do you want to be disrespected? Do you want some person who doesn't even know you to judge you just because of who you are, where you were born, etc.? Really? No, yeah. you don't. No. So anyway, Grievous sucks. Heather, you are so smart. I I caffeinated well this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you fired up all the brain cylinders. I just love it. I love I love it when you pop off. I That's am popping stuff. off, girl. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, end of the episode. Uh, we we wrap this up with uh, the the Jedi. The Republic fleet is tracking Grievous's progress down to the surface, and Obi Wan is like, okay, uh, we still need to go deal with him. Uh, and Gali is like, I will take uh, Ithkoth to a medical frigate so that we're not in the next episode. <laughs> um, we're going to bounce. And uh, Obi-Wan says, Anakin, you need to command the space battle because they still have a whole fleet of separatist shit up there to deal with. Uh, while I take Cody and Rex down to the surface to do, to deal with Grievous on the ground and stop whatever the fuck is going on down there. Mm-hmm. So that is setting it up for next episode and east Koth gets to the end of this episode and shows that that maybe blind focus and tunnel vision and a touch of bigotry are not solely the uh, the purview of the separatists when he says since you divided your forces grievous is still at large I would have gladly given my life if it meant bringing that monster to justice he's like thank you for rescuing me but if I had to die to make sure that that motherfucker got brought in, I'm cool with it. Yeah. And like, hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the Jedi way, sir, but okay. I mean, he has been serial murdering your friends and colleagues for a couple years now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I see how you've got some feelings. Well, I, on I feel subject. like it's more like I'm willing to sacrifice myself so, A, you can just blow up Grievous's shit from afar and not, right? not endanger your full fucking crew. Uh, <laughs> and not how many how many clones died today we don't care yeah they are disposable yeah we do not care that's it yeah and that's the end of the episode yay what a great uplifting oh my episode God. but <laughs> yeah right but it was such a good episode it was it was such a star wars episode yeah like oh it's so good. Like, if you, uh, we've said this a couple of times with particular episodes. If you have that friend, and we all have that friend who's like, I'm not going to watch a cartoon about Star Wars. Show them this episode. This is a good ambassador for the series. Yeah, I agree. It's so good. Um, do we have anything else for season two, episode nine, Grievous Intrigue? Nope. Cool. So, uh, in a strangely sensible progression moment, for the StarWars.com chronological order. Uh, next time, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 10. Oh, the next episode, right after. I know! Oh my god! And how many how many episodes are in a season for this one? Um, with, like I mean, I don't... It, they, it ends on Episode 22. I don't even know if we're... I, I, I can't even tell anymore if we're at the halfway point or not. Because we did... I, I don't not. even know. I don't... Maybe a little past it. I don't know. I don't know. I, numbers are hard. I have a degree in theater. Um, so yeah. don't, don't make me count things or do stuff. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, next time, tune in. We will be talking about season two, episode 10, Rex takes his shirt off. Um, <laughs> that's the name. Of, that's the actual name of the episode. I mean, I mean, the deserter. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. That. 
Uh, <laughs> I, just... Next episode, I imagine nursing Rex back to health. <laughs> <laughs> Gently, tenderly. Yeah. <laughs> nursing. Mm. Anyway, anyway. Do we have anything else no, for today? No, let's get the hell out of here. Let's, <laughs> let's pull the ripcord on this jetpack out. Okay. Uh, so, hey, thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening. We definitely appreciate it. If you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, and you really should, because we're so much fun, uh, you can find us on the social medias. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as at dark side divas and like tiktok's where the party's at don't let anybody tell you different i don't get it i just don't get it you don't have to get it baby just let it happen I, i'm letting it happen i'm just like whatever <laughs> by the way uh you can huh. also subscribe to our podcast oh. uh you can subscribe <laughs> on spotify itunes that android one whatever it's called and many other platforms <laughs> Uh, please subscribe. Please leave us a review. Uh, and to yeah. those of you who have recently subscribed, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You are all so sexy. I don't know if you knew that or if anybody told you that today, but it's true. Yeah, so true. Anyway, that's all I got. Okay. Do we have a graceful exit or do I need to start like dancing and singing again? Uh, I can. <laughs> I, I, no, I swear, I like it, it sounds like Rain On Me by Lady Gaga. I don't know why. <laughs> That like that. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for leaving me hanging, bitch. God.